commencing Operation Damnation. As we dive into today's episode, we will uncover mysteries, eons in the making. The primes at hand will commit shocking atrocities, something I have warned everyone else would happen. Let us tune into the show. Welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my co-host here. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic book discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Optimus Prime Volume 4. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read this already, we highly recommend you go back, read them, then come listen to the podcast. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. And as of now, let me look at the books. We're at 300, which means... Hold on, one... We're almost there. <laughs> three, four, six, nine... I think we passed ten, the half mark, Onyx. 200 more to go. Yes. <laughs> so, once we get to 500, we'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So click that subscribe button. Tell your friends it's a good time. Now, onwards with the podcast. Now, Kilo, do you mind giving us the facts and I'll give us the trivia? Will do. The number of comics are 7, 15 to 21. Uh, issue 15 released January 17th, 2018, and issue 21 came out July 18th, the same year. Writer is Jean Barber. Art by Kizama, Sarah Petri Docher, Livio Ramondelli, with colors by Josh Burkham, and finishes by Casey Kohler. Fantastic. And we'll dive into some trivia right now. In issue 15, we have an issue. Haha, <laughs> I see what I did there. A big issue. <laughs> As seen in prior comics and in this one, Onyx Prime is drawn differently throughout his involvement in the IDW continuity. Per the original alignment material, Onyx Prime is meant to be a centaur. Four leggies. We've seen this in the 2017 Transformers Annual and in Revolutionaries number 4. The problem is, the full body piece of reference art that existed for Onyx before he started to show up in IDW comics, it depicts the four-legged Onyx rearing up on his hind legs and kicking out his front ones. But the monochrome art means the forelegs gets lost against the body and is very easy to interpret him having just two legs. I see how, can that, that, how that can be confusing. Yeah. They, they always miss my good side. Anyway, <laughs> issue 16 on page 6, Firefly is colored like Slingshot. Problem is, Slingshot's dead. Oh no. <laughs> issue 19, Starscream's comment about Devastator being a giant green monster and Devastator's follow-up being told to smash everyone is of course a reference to the Incredible Hulk, his favorite thing to do. Yes. <laughs> And finally, issue 21, the idea that black holes retain information about objects which fall into them is grounded in genuine physics. Although in reality, the information is stored in the event horizon rather than, as Jeffire describes it, in the singularity itself. We're almost right. Almost. And in this issue, 
is the first time in media to have a kiss between the same genders, that being RC and Aileron. Yeah, we get close until Olar 1 number 10 between Blastoff and Onslaught, but not quite. It was a powerful scene. It was a powerful scene. Kilo, do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? Will do. Shadows of the Past rise to hunt Cybertron as Onyx Prime returns at last. Soundwave's concern mounts as Onyx Prime meets with Optimus Prime in the council behind closed doors. Cybertron descends into chaos as Onyx Prime reveals secrets that turn Decepticons against Decepticons, Titans against Prime, and Cybertronian against Cybertronian. The secret history of Onyx Prime, air quote, is revealed with Optimus Prime. (laughs) We shall see. With Optimus Prime gone, Starscream believes his time to shine has finally arrived, but he is in for a rude surprise. While chaos reigns on multiple fronts on Cybertron, Optimus Prime and Bumblebee try to escape infraspace. Another space. (laughs) How many spaces have we covered in this comics? (laughs) Well, there's a space between spaces, and that's uh, infinite. I guess. And finally, Pyromagna discovers she has an unexpected role to play as Shockwave executes his final gambit. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Fantastic. Shall we get started? We shall. We start off on Antilla in a flashback with the Mistress of Flame, confronting Onyx Prime. Thoughts or theories? I really like the art style here. Uh, It's amazing. It's like the retro art style that they've done for other panels. And I do like the, uh, the partner that's with the Mistress in Paramagna. I think it's uh, Presidia? Pre- Presidia. Yeah, wasn't that the previous leader of the Torchbearers? Uh, I think it was the. Wasn't she the prior leader of the like the prior Mistress of Flame? Mm-hmm. Or am I getting it confused? No, I think I'm getting it confused. <laughs> let us know in the comments below. Yes, let us know. But I really like their design. I love their dreads. Uh, they, they look pretty cool. I really like it. And uh, I'm surprised they, they met Onyx Prime in the past and seemed to have gotten out roughly unscathed. Yeah. <laughs> Rough, roughly is a strong <laughs> word because this isn't the only time they've met him in the past, right? Yeah, they met him before uh, when uh, the, I think it was Aileron. It was, was it? A, yeah, Aileron and her, no, no, no. It was one of no, the. No, it was even farther back. It was a. Uh, Jumpstream, right? And um, how uh, Pyromagna became the yes, leader of the torch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the names of the bots there, but yes, I thought it was yeah. Aileron. Yep. I, I love the art of all of the character designs from Caminus. It's well done. Uh, it's, it's so good because it, it, it seems like the retro comic art from the 80s, like the vibrant yellows, but also like very darky and with the little dots. I yeah, really like yeah. it. Classic. Yes. Next up, we have Optimus Prime addressing the people of Earth again. But outside that, more bickering from the colonists on Earth. But I don't think anything exciting happens until the giant eye in the sky appears. Unless you have some notes, Kilo? No, it's just a bunch of talking. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of talking in this issue. Yeah. So we get Onyx Prime with what looks like Liege Maximo chained up. 
What does Onyx Prime want when he speaks to Optimus and Windblade? And what does Onyx have to offer? Well, he he says that Leech betrayed their kind, and so he wants to turn him in. But he also wants to purify the Energon on Cybertron because it was corrupted by the Talisman that we saw in the Revolution comics. Those filthy and humans. So, <laughs> so he's he's ready to purify the the Energon if you allow him. But interesting, interesting, I, interesting. I, I like the the weird ship with the giant eyeball that Onyx yeah. arrives in. It's very interesting, very. That's very menacing. Our, yeah. <laughs> I like it. And and I feel like it's also a reference to what we're gonna see later on in future issues based on the end of of this one. What makes you think of that? He also <laughs> has a like a little Viking skull ship, which is kind of cool. Yes, I I like that ship. That it, cool. it almost reminds me of the the Star Seeker ship, but it, it, you know, this is all Maximals and Predacons. Mm-hmm. We see Dreadwing. Still alive. It's been a minute, hasn't it? It has. I thought he was dead. I thought he <laughs> was dead, the too, truth. <laughs> but what, what do we know? We know nothing about these comics. Everyone who dies comes back, but then some deaths are permanent. Anyway, moving on. Soundwave enters the discussion between Optimus and Onyx, and all hail breaks loose in the most confusing panel I have ever seen, but somehow Alpha Trion is now dead. What did you think of this panel? Because like I've had to look at this so many times to understand what's happening. I, I'm also confused. Like this, this comic uh, for the listeners in itself is very confusing with what they're trying to tell you the story and backstory of some certain events. But like that panel all threw me off as well because they're like, "Oh, he's dead," and it was Soundwave's fault. And I'm like, "What? What did Soundwave do? He he didn't do yeah. anything." It's well, just, you see him like. He has a mental breakdown, which, to be fair, he had every right to have a mental breakdown. But then it's like it shows different perspectives of people's faces and then just Alpha Trine laying dead. I was like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, there's there's an explosion and then a rock or a piece of metal hits Alpha Trine and he's dead. And I'm like, OK, yeah. I guess the man's been decapitated, but a little rock. All right. Yeah, little, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do I know? So when Onyx Prime is cornered on trying to get Cybertron to submit to the Primes and is losing everyone, he drops a truth bomb. And Kilo, what does he drop? Somehow, Onyx knows that the ID chips that were implanted in the Decepticons when Bumblebee was ruling Cybertron were somehow activated by Soundwave. Even though he wasn't there, he's not been to Cybertron before, so... Again, a lot of confusing evidence in this issue that doesn't quite add up. Yeah, and it's at this time we should start saying Onyx with quotations. Onyx. Onyx. I just air-quoted, but you didn't see me just... listeners. <laughs> well, I'm air-quoting too, even harder. <laughs> well, it is your identity. They stole it, so you could report this to identity theft. Okay, hold on, I'll be right back. No, wait, anyway. don't leave me alone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> After Onyx kills the Metro Titan, yes, he just flat out kills the Metro Titan. Octopus Prime throws a punch and we get a twist, Kilo. Someone has been prancing around in Onyx's skin. My skin. Who? What? It's Shockwave. Shockwave is always Shockwave. <laughs> it's always Shockwave. Back from the dead yet again. I do like that panel, though, where the close up yes. of his face and like the. 
the the rip of the skin, but with like the energon dripping and the eye. Its eye has like a an, like an electrical beam coming out of it. It looks amazing, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and with that, with Optimus now captured by Shockamus, Shock, Shock, Shockwave, Shockamus Prime. I don't know. Shockwave goes on an evil villain monologue to explain how he is here. And Kilo, do you mind giving us a brief summary about this? Yeah. So when Shockwave tried to collapse the universe and make it non-existent, he gave himself back up. Back in Dark Cybertron. Yes, back in Dark Cybertron. He willingly, for a minute, kind of got his feelings back, right? And he kind of told Optimus and like, remember me? And he went into the port, into the dark hole stopping the whole event. But by going into the dark hole, he was teleported into the past. Millions of years in the past. Where he meets Onyx Prime, the real Onyx Prime. Thank and you. Thank you very much. Don't don't say thank you yet because Shockwave meets the real Onyx. And you know, the Onyx that talks in this podcast, this is a different version. But the real the, Onyx the nicer, sexier version. Go on. <laughs> The real Onyx, and Onyx tries to help Shockwave, seeing that he's injured, but Shockwave just retaliates by shooting him in the chest, killing him on the spot, and proclaiming himself that he is Onyx Prime. And he started to reshape Cybertron's history by uh, making, or not making, creating the personality of the Primes, creating Megatronus, leading them as he wants them to be uh, remembered in history and in the tales that are going to be told in the future. And so he is the one that created pretty much the, the whole origin story of the Primes for all Cybertronians in the future. And it's uh, an interesting like achievement, really. because <laughs> That monster. That monster. He, he created our story. He created... All the primes, not not necessarily physically, shockwave. yes, not not in a physical sense, but he's the right. one that pushed them in the direction that the stories that we know of them uh, mm -hmm. reflected that. So, oof. well, I'm getting the heebie-jeebie. So let's move along to the <laughs> next issue, which goes through a speed run of Starscream's life. I think I saw a minicon named Swindled in there from the Armada series. Nice oh, nod. Yeah. He's oh, I see. It. I see it. He's. Great. Yeah, he hugs Starscream, I see him. Takes us to the now, where Optimus is being dropped by... Shock, uh, should we just call him Shockwave? Shockwave, Shockwave yeah. Into the same singularity that used to be the Crystal City. And it gets the idea in his head that he might be the Fallen Reborn. Starscream, that is. What are your thoughts? That was interesting. Because he has fallen a couple times from, from a powerful position. So, I... I was interested to see if it was going to be true, how it was going to play out. Just because the version of The Fallen that I kind of know a little bit more of is the one from the movies. So I wanted to see how that was going to, if it was any of it going to play here or kind of like resemble it. But I feel like it's it's not a bad, a bad ideology, right? Because you have the Metro right. Titan telling that you're the chosen one and he himself kind of like, Going through his past, he's noticed that he's been in powerful positions, but every time he gets kicked out or he loses it. So in a way, he's kind of fallen from grace. So. Right. Well, the Fallen is Megatronus, and we've seen Megatronus in these comics, right? 
We do. We do see Megatronus uh, with oh, the, the origin. Manipulated by Shockwave. Oh. That's fair. That's fair. The whole history of Cybertron has been manipulated by Shockwave. That is... What a power play. Oh, my God. Kilo, did you like the battle between Victorion and Devastator? I mean, do you have any favorite scenes? Because to me, during that scene was the reveal that Shockwave gave to Starscream that he orchestrated everything by reprogramming a Titan, creating the Dark Cybertron prophecy, and using Starscream as a puppet. Like, really just hurting this boy's ego. That's a, such a good scene, because he also goes in detail, like, well, who could have, you know, controlled the ore of gravity, the ore that could revitalize a Titan? And he's just, like, bragging that, hey, I did those ores, you know, that, that was all me. <laughs> and it, that's such a power move from Shockwave, really. Uh, he's... He's, so he's really the bully right now. Yes, yes, he is. It's but like, it, you are nothing. I have built everything you have pondered. It's, oh, it's man. such a different take from... Because in the past, we've seen Shockwave kind of take control and he tried to do the singularity. But now, this version of him, he's been prepping this for millions of years. 12 million years, yes. For, for, Since the know, dawn of Cybertron civilization. I feel like he was just waiting to brag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just, just been of, itching to brag to somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I finally can talk to somebody about this. <laughs> Speaking of bragging, let's take a quick ad break. You're looking for the best high-grade NGX in the galaxy. A beverage that tastes great and kicks like no other. A drink that will make your day better at a good price. Look no further. Swerve's Bar has a 100% satisfaction rate with top drinks such as Shot in the Arm and Vintage Nightmare Fuel. A bar you can trust. A bar... Swerve's Bar? Don't they dilute their drinks? Their prices are outrageous. Yeah, I heard that too. That's what I, I heard. heard that too. Wait, no guys, this is an ad. We need the Shanix. Oh, I get it. You're a sellout. What? No, no. Well, well, I mean technically, yes, but for a good cause. They, they want to pay us Shanix. And not to just expose like everyone else does, you know, on so we can keep the pod going and keep the lights up. Onyx, how much are the drinks at Swerves? The the last drink I think I bought us was 50 Chanix? See? I told you. What? And I bet it was diluted too. That is way too expensive. Oh, your soul is prime. No wonder why we're broke. And welcome back. In the next issue is more of a bee's bumblebee, that is dead bumblebee's perspective of how Optimus treats others. And it is looked upon in a dark light as if Optimus is the bad guy. What were your thoughts on this? Well, Optimus was a part of a corrupt system. So like, he he did get uh, emotional at some times where like they overtook him, not in the sense of sadness, but like in anger. And he mm-hmm. was willing to, you know, beat somebody to get information just because he he wanted to do good. But it eventually just became too much. And he just had to do it the, the hard way, right? By torturing yeah. and beating up poor Swindle once more. <laughs> yeah, poor Swindle. It gets beat up every time. Yeah. I do see that we see Armada Cyclonus in that yes. film, which I like. We're seeing a lot of uh, characters. What do you think? It's... it's I like it. I like seeing the old characters. There's so many things happening, so it's a. I wish it was in the in a in an issue where like things were a little bit more calm and it it yeah. wasn't all out war. 
but I like seeing them. It was fun. Well, if there was calmness, that would be an issue on itself, wouldn't it be? Can't can't have that. I guess. Yeah, they they can't have a rest. That's yeah. just perpetual cycle. Yeah. The battle continues. RC and the Maximals, the Combiners, Soundwave versus the Decepticons, revolting against them, and. When they when Soundwave sees them rallying with Starscream, Soundwave gets a little jealous. Do you want to dive more into this? Yes, uh, Soundwave sees that the Decepticons that are still on Cybertron see Starscream fleeing because he's he escaped jail pretty much, and so they mm-hmm. they're seeing him and they're like, "Oh, we want you to lead us again because uh, you you might have been corrupt and you might have done things that we don't like, but you still." We still knew what we would expect yeah. from you. It's and like so, the devil we know versus the devil you don't know. Yes. And so um, this is all because as well, but Sandway's involvement with Horrible's death and the, the ID chips really made a, a conflict with Needle Nose at that point as well. So Soundwave is trying to keep his Decepticons because he finally has what they wanted, which was peace. They have the space station and all that. But now everybody's just turning back to, to Starscream which will probably just create more war and not the peace that they wanted. And right. so he just kind of gets tired of it. And he's like, I finally have what we've been fighting for and you're just going to throw it all away. And he was ready to kill Starscream on the spot, which I thought and he was going to do. Yeah, which, to be fair, Starscream probably deserves it, right? <laughs> right? Probably, come on. Not, not if you agree. He's nodding. He's nodding. You can't see it, guys, but he's nodding. Um, the final issue takes us to the Torchbearer's perspective, where Shockwave, after quote-unquote killing Optimus Prime, now wants him back. But I thought what was very a quick death by Legion Maximo. We were thought like the Shockwave thing was like back and forcing. First he wanted to kill Optimus Prime, now he wants him back alive, and then Legion Maximo, after being built up by how scary he is, dies almost instantly. Yeah. Uh... I don't know what Shockwave was really his ultimate goal because he's like, I want to purify, purify the Energon and I bring you this this traitor prime so you can trial him and then I want to kill you, Optimus, but then I want to save you because you're my friend and all these millions of years I brought a little bit of sympathy back. Huh? I'm like, what is, what, is, what is going on? There's too many kind of cross ideals here that just yeah. don't add up and it, it's, it's very confusing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I do like the Liege Maximal in our C scenes because we get to see the Beast Wars Maximals. We get to see yes. Optimus Primal. We get to see uh, Megatron. Uh, yep. they, I know they're a Predacon, but in this case, they're all called Maximals because they're the Liege Maximal Maximals. And I really like that. I like that uh, name. Uh, mm-hmm. I like it's a, it's a good play on the words for the name. Uh, his death was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Shockwave has the, this gravity generator in the ship, which is from the ore he created, and RC just destroys it because RC figures out what it is and throws her sword in, destroys it, and everything starts crashing down. And I'm assuming because of the gravity, the reverse polarity of the gravity, Leech Maximal just lands on top of Devastator's crane arm and just breaks apart in half, like right in the like the waist. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I guess, I guess that's how he dies. I thought it was going to be more of a fight. <laughs> yep. He's a, he's a weakling, I guess. Also, yeah. I want to point out RC and Aileron relationship is probably one of my favorites because it seems more healthier than any of the other ones we've seen throughout the series. Like 
they're not fighting each other for one. They haven't punched each other. They haven't manipulated each other. They're just happy to be with somebody, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like it. I like that it was a spur of the moment. I, I don't think that they've made it official yet. I think this was just RC being glad that there's somebody else that cares for her. And it's not just that they need her because they need to do a task or they need her for a mission. It feels like a mutual caring where Aileron has been concerned for RC. And and I think that was a very good moment uh, in the in the issue, like seeing that happen just normally, like through a, a normal progression of events and yeah. uh, attitudes between each other. That's fair. I mean, they do kiss mouse to mouth. I'm just saying that's probably more than just. Well, yes, yes, yes. But I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. But it's not like, <laughs> you know, I know it's it was probably like a spur of the moment kind of thing. Like, I'm not sure. saying that they're not official official, but I'm like, it's not it hasn't been stated before that they've, you know, I, I don't know how Cybertronians would do it, but no, they haven't gone on a date. We haven't had Aileron mentioned to somebody that they like RC. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of like organically building up to this moment. Yeah. And that's why oh, I like, like it wasn't put in our faces like, hey, this is happening. Like we want you to acknowledge this. It was more like an organic transition between two characters that just got to know each other. And yeah, then- it didn't feel rushed. Yes. I think is what you're trying to say. Yeah. What was your thoughts moving us along? What was your thoughts on <laughs> the Mindscape space fight with Shockwave, Optimus, Pyra, Magna, and B? Uh, got a little bit confused there because Shockwave yeah. says that Pyra Magna has the ability to the can handle the psyche, the power of a prime. So I don't understand. Like maybe they're like a one percenter. The uh, whole what, thing though, but like the psyche of a power of prime. But you made up the the thing about primes yeah so, so I, like, <laughs> there's a lot a, of contradictory <laughs> terms in here but uh yeah. i think it was it was cool because pyra well because pyra says that oh i forgot optimus you merged and you became a combiner so that's why we can speak because pyra says this feels like when you're combined this feels mm-hmm. like the, the same so i guess she has the ability to read minds or connect with bonds yeah it's the only logical thing, which I think it was cool. Uh, it's kind of confusing because it feels like Bumblebee and Optimus are now living inside of her head. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I don't know if that's the case because towards the end we get told that they're going to wake up, but we don't see them like sleeping on a slab or anything like that. So I'm not sure if they're alive anymore or if they're just like inside of Pyra Magna and they like can talk to each other now. Yeah, I'm sure something will happen off screen. So... <laughs> Kilo, threats leave, or so they appear. Shockwave is captured, and well, dead Optimus and dead B are in Pyra's head, and we find the real reason Shockwave did everything he did. He wants to prove to Optimus the primes were never truly real, and that the religion was meaningless. And thus, he wants to wipe the slate clean with the biggest eraser with horns to ever exist. Unicron. Kilo, thoughts, and are you ready for the endgame? What a power move to be... Since Shockwave has always been logical, right? Like, it has to make logic. This is just like, I just don't believe in your faith. And how can I prove it to you? I'll just go rewrite your story. And right. just make- I'll rewrite <laughs> it and tell you I made everything you believe yes, made up. Like- I made everything you believe in. I made it up. Yes, it's such a power play. Oh, boy. But, 
but then it just feels off because now he's like, hey, but Unicorn is coming. So just letting you know that we just got to now fight this. Uh, so I just right. did all this to prove a point, but there's something else coming. So I just need you to help me with that. And I'm like, what? This? You could have just, I don't know, sent a note. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, you know, not, not be a bully. <laughs> yeah, like the ship arrived. The Maximals just left because... Uh, Shockwave was captured, so they're like, yep, not our problem anymore. We just came because he wanted to come here. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. It just feels kind of like a, like a weird move. Yeah, it feels like we're at the end of the comic, and we are. What would you give this out of Rod Stars? Oh, boy. I feel like it's just an okay story, uh, so it yeah. would have to be a three for me. There's There's a lot of talking and a lot of backstory, which is you know, cool to see with the whole primes that it was all made up. It's not real, which is very interesting. But like most of the events that happen here feel pointless. Yeah. Like, like Shockwave didn't have to arrive seeming all menacing and, you know, the explosions and all the killings and all that. It just felt like it was a little bit too much just for him to say, I made all this up. It doesn't matter. And oh, by the way, Unicron is coming. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think... I would probably give this a two and a half. Now, don't get me wrong. The art is gorgeous in this. Some of the scenes are fantastic or beautiful, but there is a lot of confusing things that happen in this. This comic is filled with dialogue. It is thick, thick with dialogue, which is fine if you want to read like a novel, but I'm here for the visuals as well. So when that feels unbalanced, which this one does feel a little unbalanced, and even though it's thick with dialogue, it's still confusing, if that makes sense. But the art is great, I think. Yes, no, the, the art is it's amazing, as always. All the artists mm-hmm. at IDW just knock it out of the park. They they do an ex- a amazing job. But, listeners, what did you think of these comics? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. So, Kilo. Yes. Do you want to talk about a certain Twitch? Not the one from Earthspark, but do you want to talk about a different Twitch? <laughs> yes, I have a Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Prime, which is a streaming service back on Earth on your browser or an app where you can catch me live playing video games and hanging out with some of our friends and hosts and co-hosts of the podcast where we talk about Transformers, uh, we talk about beautiful art, we play scary video games, and we just have a blast. So if that's something that you are interested in and would like to just come by, say hello, or participate, uh, you are welcome to do so uh, again at tw- uh, twitch.tv slash Prime. Uh, make sure to give it a follow uh, because that helps me, and uh, it will notify you that when I'm live, yes, I am taking a, a bit funny. of a break. Yes. <laughs> well, I try to be. I am taking a little bit of a break. I have some things I got to take care of. But if you want to be up to date when I will be back, you can follow me on Twitter at Kilobyte Prime and uh, stay tuned for the post. Yeah. Fantastic. Kilo, are you ready for Transformers versus Visionary? I am ready. It's a Kilobyte Corner, so hopefully yep. it'll be entertaining for you all. It will be. And then after that, the final chapter of The Wreckers. I'm ready. I want to see what happens to The Wreckers. Me too. Me too. If you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, 
we have started a Patreon. All of our proceeds go back to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D files, entry to our Discord where you can chat with us live, and you'll get early access to our comic review videos and D&D reviews, D&D videos, audios, a week before their public release. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So click that subscribe button, ding, 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 and tell your friends it's a good time. And as always, we hope you are all staying safe out there. Thank you so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff of D&D series Transform and Rollout. The second and newest season titled First Stand of the Wreckers with a brand new DM, a different story, and from what I hear, a better pilot episode than the last series. Sorry, not sorry, Onyx. Let's tune in for a preview now. Okay, Borg, now now we're going to press a five. 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 That's Borg, that's a seven again. Okay. (laughs) We need to press the five. This one? That one's a little too high. Four away, five. Okay, this one. That's the seven Getting closer. (laughs) You're really close, Borg. That's that's a nine again, Borg. (laughs) You're so close, five. This one. Oh, uh-huh. you're so close, Borg. One lower than six. <laughs> Borg, that's a D10. <laughs> <laughs> Borg, that's a 10. You pressed two digits to get to that one. The only one I pressed one. <laughs> that's, this one. That, that's a two, which is okay. a little bit higher. That's this a one. seven again, Borg. <laughs> we don't want to press the seven again. There you go, Borg. Borg Good Borg's job. so smart. Borg, Borg, Borg you're smart. so smart. So smart. Borg's so smart. It was first try, Borg. First try. First try. <laughs> Borg's so smart. You're so smart, Borg. Astonishing. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content, such as video games containing funny comments, and a link will be provided below. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon, where you can get even more bonus content, such as 3D files, access to their Discord, and listen to content before it is released to the public. More links will be provided below. End transmission.